If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Hail yourselves, everyone. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. I finally got to watch the documentary that came out this year with George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell called Hunt for the Skinwalker oh about Skinwalker Ranch. Have uh. you read anything into Skinwalker Ranch? No, I haven't heard that. I mean, I know it's creepy stuff. That's what it I know It is creepy about it. stuff. I yeah. mean, obviously, I've read into it. You know, and I read Hunt for the Skinwalker when it first came out. But now watching the doc, it's nice to see what Skinwalker Ranch actually looks like. And it's pretty fucking creepy. And yeah. I didn't really know that Bigelow, Robert Bigelow, the UFO bajillionaire, like the guy basically who was an aerospace millionaire who dumped a bunch of money into UFO research, who's okay. essentially our patron saint, the patron saint of rich nerds. Is he a billionaire? So he could pay... Uh, we could do six flights on us, uh, uh, on us with him. We gotta get to him. Ah, we gotta okay. get to him. And I think a good way to do it, Kissel, honestly, is that if you dress up as a sexy woman, Ooh. and arrive on the doorstep of Robert Bigelow and be All like, right. "Huh, you doing, big?" Boy, I'm looking for someone <laughs> to take me to Six Flags. Yeah, and he'll sure. be like, "You're the tallest sack of woman I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> uh huh. And I want to see just how long your pussy grows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be very impressed. All right, this is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kitzel. We got Henry Zabrowski over there. Yeah. In much nicer weather in, in uh, Los Angeles, but we're not talking about the weather today. We have a lot of other things to get to, including I don't want to talk about the weather, but no. I will say it was really cold yesterday. I did have to put on a hoodie. Oh. I did have to go. I mean, because Wendy has to get walk on, in her jacket. Because she um, legitimately will not exit the house mm. if it's not 65 degrees or hotter. Isn't that um, I mean, your your struggle is real? Um, it is. All right. We got a bunch of news to get to today. We uh, could, man. Or we could just sit around and talk about the changes in our bodies or oh what's happening as we get older. We could just do that. We could well, talk about it's called old man stoop hour. It's it's getting harder to lose weight is what I'm finding. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like if it's you your lifestyle. Yeah, if you don't work out <laughs> you're or anything. Not, you're not Honestly, even attempting to lose weight. No, you used to be able to just lose weight. It would no, just because, go off your body, and now it just stays on your body, and no, I don't know what the heck is going on. You were addicted to uppers and drinking no. vodka and 7-Up. No. That's all you drank. Come on. I, I'm, a, I'm a soda guy. All right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you're a soda guy as a mixer. Yeah. I love these. I love the sodas. Anyway. You gotta start drinking seltzer. 
I know what I'm because supposed to be Because you get doing. the bubbles. You get the cut. You don't listen to me. No, I sit I know. and I talk and I advise and I advise and I advise uh-huh. and you never respond. You okay. never change. Yeah, you're, you're, your only advice is more bubbles. You're no, just like, not, put more I'm, bubbles in it. More bubbles. I'm just, I'm just saying you can sort of convince yourself that water is beer if there's bubbles in it. Well, that's very true. Um, okay, let's start off with this story. It, it goes, we're going all the way to Russia. Oh, Which is, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this dude, this story is crazy, man. There is something about Russian serial killers. We'll have to cover this dude or another one at the, uh, in the future. Well, they are, they are more, special. Especially as more information comes out about this more recent guy. We have a Russian serial killer policeman. He's found guilty of 56 more murders, more. which take his count up to, I believe it is 78 Yes, in, in 2015, he was uh, convicted of killing 22 women. He has now confessed to 56. He, as Henry said, he was a Siberian cop. He raped and killed women after offering them late-night rides. Uh, he was found guilty of dozens more uh, murders this week. So he His is name now- is His name is Mikhail Popkov. He's also yes. known as the Verwulf. And the Ungorsk Maniac now by he, Russian media. Now, he got a pretty cool, I got to say, as far as monikers go, as far as nicknames go for serial killers, the werewolf, uh, that's, not the, that's not the worst nickname I've ever heard. I'll put it this way. It seems to be the more brutal your crimes are, the cooler your nickname, which is unfortunate for society. Right. Because then you're shooting for the nickname. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to be called the Grim Reaper. You want right. to have a good one. It can't just be like... I don't know, like the uh, the doughboy of Wilmington, and then all oh, your job is that you just kill people with dough, like you surround their heads in dough at night, and it turns out it's Paul Hollywood, oh. you, know what I mean? you know, flying into the United States from the UK. That would but be no, the doughboy. Yeah, you have, you have to do terrible shit to be called the wolf man. The we- you have to do terrible shit to be called the werewolf. Absolutely. And, he did. and so his job was he was a cop and he used to drive around with his cop car also because he became, uh, I believe he stopped... He retired in, I want to say, 1998. Whatever it is, if a cop is off duty, they're just a citizen. So just don't even bother. You don't get in their car. Don't do anything. Just treat a cop like you would anybody else and say, I'm fine, officer. I'll walk. But it's very difficult because he had the car. I could, You could see why. You could see why people trusted them. And a part of what he would do is he would target women alone at night, specifically either sex workers or anyone who looked like they were drunk, because in his terms, his his job was to uh, cleanse people who lived a debauched lifestyle. Okay, so now what is this called? What is that trope called with serial killers a- who think they're doing it for the greater good? He's a missionary killer. A missionary um, killer. Which, he, unfortunately, is the most boring sex style, but it's one of the more interesting serial killer types. <laughs> yeah, and, and depending on who you're with, it can also be a very romantic position I just sexually. like to see what's happening. Absolutely. He was also known as the Angarsk Maniac uh, because uh, he was an off-duty officer around his city of Angarsk. It's near Erkskuk. It's Irkutsk. About, Irkutsk. It's about 2,600 miles uh. east of Moscow. So he got the werewolf and the Angarsk maniac. So how yes. did he do it? What Irkutsk was actually named after the man who founded the town is that they actually rolled him into a wheelbarrow and it's the sound you make when you're drunk and trying to get yourself out of a wheelbarrow. Huh, I think I've heard but that also, before. It's so- an incredibly important risk placement as well. 
Okay. In terms of if you're trying to block your way in and out of Russia, because it's, that's where Irkutsk in, uh, I believe, in risk is the good. It has the land bridge over to Alaska if you want to attack North America, which well, is a really good thing to have in risk. That's where you kind of want to build up your forces. It's like building up your forces in Southeast Asia. If you're holding sort of like an Australia reign, you build your forces, build your forces in Australia, then you move your infantry up through Asia. You know what, Henry? I'd love to play a game of risk with you. Uh, yeah? That's uh, oh yeah, I love the game. I Are like- you being fucking sarcastic? No. You um, fucking piece no, of shit. No, I like Risk. Risk is good. I used to play it on my PC when I was growing up. Yeah, but how big are the, are you to those pieces? You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you even find them? They just get stuck in your dimples? Oh, what right. you The question is, how did he do it? How did this dude, how did Popkoff, this maniac, what did he use to kill these people? Well, not uh, not pleasant weaponry, to say the least. <laughs> Come he, on, his, his yes, Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like when you're like, when you think about Berkowitz, you're like a gun. Okay, I, I can think about this. This dude used a hammer and an axe, and then he would dump the bodies in the woods at the side of the road. And uh, he also dumped bodies in the cemetery. But the thing is, you still got to take the body out of the cemetery, and then you got to bring it back to the cemetery. He's not making anyone's lives easier. You're making undertakers happy when you just drop fresh corpses into the cemetery because they love to work. It technically is a job greater, but he, he mm. is uh, he would lull them into the car. Um, they would, he would lull them to the conversation, then he'd either hit them with a hammer or immediately start stabbing them. And then what he did know is that eventually, when they were originally searching for Popkoff, what they, fa- what they found was that it was somebody who was very good at cleaning off a body. So they suspected right. for a while that it was a uh, police officer, mm-hmm. somebody who knew how people uh, do, uh, knew how to people uh, investigate crimes. So what he did was essentially do it in a way really random and drop it off, as, as, drop them off into uh, far from where they were murdered, which was right. inside of the car. And then you you're also controlling the crime scene, right? Because your car is the crime scene. So as long as they don't get to the car, which eventually they did, be- they eventually did because they found him doing random DNA tests. Yes, they, they found him uh, while they were doing random DNA tests. Because they found the, they, they basically went through everybody that drove the make of car that matched tracks that were found at a crime scene. Okay, so now uh, he is 54 years old. He appeared in court again, as we said earlier, uh, this past week, and he is going to go to a Supermax prison. The Supermax prison is nicknamed the Black Dolphin, now, uh, which I don't know why it's called the Black Dolphin, but it sounds horrifying. And, have you uh, looked into the Black Dolphin at all? No, but he is also accused of, again, as we mentioned earlier, raping at least 11 women, and we know what dolphins do, so uh, perhaps it's uh, oh, perhaps it's something to do uh, with the horrors that occur uh, behind no, prison walls. Have you not seen this? It was actually, I believe it was in... Um it was in lockdown at some point. It is one of the most brutal prisons in the world. It's called Black Dolphin because there was a, they, they had a prisoner-constructed sculpture of a black dolphin in front of it, which okay. I guess is nice to give them something to do. But I the guess. prison houses, according to Wikipedia, the prison houses approximately 700 of the most serious criminals in Russia. Now, what they do, man, this is fucking rough. Inmates are kept isolated and housed in cells that have a set of three steel doors. For 90 minutes a day, they are transported to a large cage for exercise. During this time, cells are searched for contraband. Prisoners at Black Dolphin are then kept under 24-hour supervision. They are not permitted to rest 
or sit on their bunks from the time they are awoken until it is time to sleep again. Hmm. A span of 16 hours. Every 15 minutes, a guard makes rounds to ensure inmates are complying with the rules. The prisoners are fed soup four times a day, so that's good for you. You love soup. I love a good soup, especially in a cold Russian winter. Sure. I, I feel like it's not good soup. It's not, no. not going to be no hail and hearty. I mean, that's honestly, at this point, it does sound better than the uh, American Supermax. And in American Supermax, you don't get soup. You get that loaf. You get the prison loaf, which is all the food combined into one disgusting one thing. Yeah, one but that's how thing. it comes out. That's how it comes out. In order to speak with the, the any guard, you have to refer to them and the the words "yes, sir." But in Russian, it directly translates to "it is so, citizen chief," which is intense. <laughs> that's very intense. I'm going to start saying that to people. But the big thing was that they use blindfolds when they bring the prisoners in, so they can't even map out the prison. And then if they're right. transferring them between cells, they blindfold them, and then they they cart them back and forth in a stress position right where they handcuff the backs behind they handcuff their hands behind their backs and then lift up the the hands above their hips so they have they're forced to bend forward so it's very difficult for them to escape it is not a comfortable situation to say the least prosecutors uh, they described popkov as having quote a pathological attraction to killing people that's not good if only it was a pathological attraction to baked goods. I know he would and then be great. He would crush. He would yeah. crush Cooking Channel. We need they need a Russian. He could be the Martha Stewart of Russia, but instead he's just another Russian serial killer. Uh, the prosecutors also say he is quote a homicidal. He has homicidal mania with sadistic elements, uh, but he was ruled sane enough to stand trial. I mean, I would assume uh, that he is sane enough. He was a he was a working cop. For at least six years while these murders were happening. But they so. also do a thing in Russia. Man, the fucking court system. That's a that's very entertaining because they keep them in a big cage. Oh, yeah. And so they just go like, like, I would love to do it. Just be in there for weed charges. And it's just me going like, whoa, man. Well, like running around the cages and shit. It'd be kind of fun. Like, am I a fucking zebra, dude? Am I a fucking zebra, dude? I think they would just, they might just shoot you on the spot. They, they, do they're, it. they're allowed to. Do you think I'm going to make it in Black Dolphin? Honestly. I have no idea. I, I have to throw up pants because they don't find them comfortable. Sure. You know I mean, like, I have to, I'm wearing, I'm switching to all athleisure. Oh, that's, you're going to do that. Because in you're, L.A., you're go- it's, it's technically high class. I can have elastic on in L.A. because no, they consider it chill. I know what the wealthy people have been trying to pass off as high class now for some time. They just want to wear sweatpants like every person in the Midwest, but they want to feel in. like they're superior. Kissel, give in. No, I, love now, I like the Midwest look. Yeah. I mean, honestly. You're not wearing them. No, all of my pants are stretch pants. They yeah, are but all, get They the- all stretch. Those all Adidas gear are really nice. The Adidas, the Adidas pants, those track pants are really nice. All right. Well, investigators say they uncovered the remains of some victims uh, of the bodies, of course, that Popov, that Popkov killed, and uh, as well as finding murder weapons, including axes, screwdrivers, and knives. So the guy, I mean, it's pretty disgusting. That's how they convicted him of the 56 more crimes. Is right. that what they realized they went through and they were finding corroborating evidence to the things he was saying. They were they, He was directing them to bodies, so he went and they found bodies, they found weapons. There was one that he didn't find. He also killed one police officer randomly. It was the last person that he killed. Okay. He killed a drunk police officer that I guess just out of pure jealousy or gamesmanship? Well, I'm not really sure. I gotta say, if you're in Russia and if one of your like pet peeves is drunkenness, that's not the place to be. It's Holy just shit. it's just under Ireland. I mean, yeah. the, you do not want to be in Russia if you hate alcoholics. You want yeah, to go like to being Utah. being in America 
and and hating people with big dreams. That's right. So speaking of big dreams, I guess, again, because uh, apparently he had them. He wanted to be the most notorious serial killer in Russian history, and it looks like uh, he has pulled that off. So the number of killings for which he has been convicted exceeds the total of several notorious murderers in Russia and the ex-Soviet Union. Those murderers include Alexander Pishushkin, uh, a.k.a. the chessboard, chessboard killer, killer, which uh, is a great, that great is a- story. Cool. That, well, maybe we could cover that one. He uh, killed 48 mostly older women. Uh, and he would meet them in a park in Moscow, which is probably the saddest place in the world. He aimed to kill one person for each of these 64 squares on a chessboard, which is yeah, why dude. he's the chessboard killer. Yeah, and man, it's simple. Would... I mean, honestly, you, you're turning into Mysterio. That's a great supervillain. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, and then, of course, Andre Chikatilo, who we covered. You can go and listen to our old episodes uh, on Chikatilo. Uh, he was convicted of killing 52. So this dude, uh, we had another, I guess, I don't want to say best. What's another word? Travis is not speaking too much today because he's heavy. super sick. But. I'm in sickle mode. But yeah. Oh, God. Uh, heavy, oh, he- heavy hitter. Yes, I guess he is a hitter. new heavy hitter. I look about this. You know what else saying? Because a lot of people were saying that we weren't going to get new serial killers in this digital age because it was difficult to catch them because we're so ever present in social media. Right, right. But we got Samuel Little. They may possibly top the charts of American serial killers in terms of numbers, and yes. we got a new Russian guy. We may be heading into a new like I don't want to say golden era because it's very frightening, um, but it seems like we're in a place where we're getting a lot of new serial killers coming out of the woodwork, and that's pro- that's allowing last podcast to continue deep into the twenty twenties. I, uh, in a sense, it is the golden era of finding out how many people these folks have killed, and you know they're already arrested, so it's it's not it's not as bad as. Uh, I don't think that you can be a, um, a a new. I don't think you could pull off seventy nine murders today. I still don't think you could do. He it. just did. No, he didn't just do it. He did it in uh, two thousand. But from nineteen ninety from nineteen ninety two to two thousand twelve. Yeah, but in Russia, two thousand twelve. It's not yeah. American, two thousand twelve. They got like. I mean, I don't want to malign and disparage the Russian people, but their Whoa. technology isn't exactly. I've seen a lot of dash cam footage. But the dash cam footage it's, is actually pretty clear. It's pretty good, but that's kind of where they're at. They're at dash cam. Footage. Yeah, if you've seen the, the movie, it's called The Road Movie. It's a Russian dash cam movie, and it's all about just Russians, Grand Theft Auto style, killing people on the streets. That's awesome. Like, kind of that. that's how you can kill 76 people in Russia. That's awesome. Well, this dude, so Popkov. I mean, that's bad. No, it's it's bad. very bad. Popkov. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, bad. Is uh, apparently he's uh, uh, boasting to cellmates and uh, he's he's um, bragging that he has killed more people than Chikatilo. So this guy, uh, I guess well, he wanted to come clean about the murders. Obviously, the DNA evidence helped, but he's he's proud of himself, I suppose. We'll see. It how- is very interesting because we have another social media uh, very cognizant uh, murder that happened in Russia, which with the I cannot even pronounce it if I wanted to the Dnesterovskysprosk maniacs, Nailed which it. I believe. He was also known as, was it Three Kids, One Hammer? I'm looking this up. <laughs> it was Three Kids, One Hammer. It was directly after the, named after a sort of a, a horrible parody of Two Girls, One Cup. Where oh they my. were going to f- live film themselves murdering people with a hammer. Mm. And then uh, they were going to try to sell the videos on the black market. Jeez. Well, how'd they do? Great. Great. Oh, my God. They did great. No, they didn't do great. They were fucking turned in. 
in an good. all-park park. Well, let's let's stay with the uh, the world. Of I tell technology. you what, though, I keep trying to I keep trying to help you by giving you old tidbits. I told you I told you things you can eat. I told you things you can wear, and I'm hoping <laughs> I can pull you out of this. Oh, come into the athleisure lifestyle. It's how basketball players dress. I know, but I'm not a basketball player. They also work out all the time, and they sweat. No, Shaq was fat. Well, Shaq got fat. I love fat Shaq. I love fat Charles Barkley, too. My favorite. Um, All right. Well, let's stay in the world of the Internet. But let's come back to America, uh, specifically Colorado. Legalized it. Legalize it. They are making a lot of money. Be careful in Colorado, though, folks. I had had one of those drinks. It was like an orange drink. Each (laughs) ounce was 100 milligrams. You got to read the label. Yeah, but I don't. Why would they even put? Why would they put twelve hundred milligrams of weed in something you're supposed to drink? Twelve ounces is not a lot. Because it's fun. It's just oh discipline. God. But this is back. This is before. You're talking about that is more ancient weed technology. Now it is way more spaced out. In LA, it's so fucking pussy. They really mm. make it so difficult to get the stuff that'll blind you <laughs> in LA. Honestly, you have to really mash a bunch of stuff together to, to fucking ruin your life. Well, like you used please, to be able to. Please don't. You as a blind man will just be. It'll be. <laughs> Where am I? Just Where a am lot. I? As you, will feed me? As you Are still. You- are you a spy? You, Are you a spy? So you refuse to give up your driver's license? Just still driving all around Los Angeles, just screaming. So I anyway. just drive until they honk. <laughs> so in Brighton, Colorado, a Colorado man who told police he shot a teenager. This is the story that we're getting to here in Colorado. A Colorado man who told police he shot a teenager in the head. And this is where the story becomes a little strange. After she hired him to kill her. Via a Craigslist ad, he pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, and this was last week, Monday, as part of a plea agreement with the prosecutors. The dude's name is Joseph Lopez, who had been charged with a first-degree murder. Now, again, the plea deal says a second-degree murder um, to avoid a possible life sentence of killing 19-year-old Natalie Bollinger. So this story tell is pretty you what, crazy. He does look like a man who crossed the lines from Reddit over to Craigslist that would answer the ad to kill a woman. Unfortunately, he has got the wispiest rat-like Van Dyke I have ever seen in my (laughs) life. Um, It is unfortunate. I am just looking at the face of Reddit atheism. Yeah. As I'm sitting here, it's just a picture of it. It's his face. So he shot shot Natalie Bollinger, I guess in the head, and then the body was found in a wooded area just north of Denver in late December. Um, One day after she was reported missing, this is according to Adams County District Judge Roberto Ramirez, batting first. Roberto (laughs) Ramirez. He sentenced Lopez. Lopez is a younger dude at 23 years old, uh, and he's going to serve a maximum of 48 years in prison. So that's a maximum of 48 years. So he'll probably end up getting out in around 20 to 25, I would assume. Well, he was having a lot of fun browsing the women seeking men section of Craigslist, which may as well just be called booby trap world. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because no, there was no reason for a woman to go to Craigslist to seek a man. No, you just have no. to leave your house. You're not. You have a better chance of finding a woman on Ashley Madison. By the way, that site is full of all men than finding a woman on Craigslist. No, no women- you know, it's actually a pretty good get. Honestly, if you were, it would actually work at sugardaddies.com. That would oh, work. Sure. You just have to have cash money. Well, I can't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no sugar daddy wants to hire me. 
I can't no, I'm not on. saying you. Can I, can I solicit a sugar daddy? Is that what you're saying? No, I no. We're talking about it. You're talking about we're looking for sponsors. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's called our ad campaign. That's so, what that is. That's our sugar daddy. This is according um, to court records. Lopez told police that he responded to a Craigslist ad titled "Quote: I want to put a hit on myself." I don't. This is. It's very bizarre to me. This it it does have sort of a dumber shade of Doctor Kavorkian. There's a yes. little something Kavorkian here. Um, I guess why well, would she just to kill him, herself? But according to him, but Doctor Kavorkian, what, you know what's the key to Doctor Kavorkian? Doctor, he went to fuck. He got a doctor. Doctor, well, he went to school for a bunch of years. He's going against the Hippocratic Oath, is what I heard. But I heard also them people were begging for it, and sometimes yeah. you got to give them what they want. That Except was for Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson didn't know what he wanted. Well, who knows what Michael Jackson wanted? So he just wanted to dance. All he wanted to do was make his father smile. Yes, and that did not – I don't think that ever happened. And by the way, (laughs) the only thing that Marcus and Henry refused to believe in this world, Joe Jackson, he he made Michael Jackson a eunuch. He he, uh, – what do you call that? It's just so – it is so bizarre, your obsession with this. He castrated – Joe Jackson castrated Michael Jackson. That's that's what happened after absolutely Joe, bizarre. Well, it happened because that's what the family says happened, and you're not going to. I want to see Tito. the autopsy reports. I want to see a picture of his no dick. Well, <laughs> I, he might. I don't think he went full Heaven's Gate. I think he had something going on, but his well, father castrated him so he could keep that high pitched voice. Hey there, people. Henry Zabrowski here for Trollville, the web series created by my beautiful wife, Natalie Jean, and Sina Ghaznavi, and myself. It is the story of Toby McGuire, a sweet young troll that is forced to reckon with the consequences of his internet actions. It is for rent on Vimeo slash on demand slash Trollville. It is a work of love, a work of sweat and hate. We have put our bullshit into it we put our own money and it's completely independent production like all of the things here at last podcast network and i hope you could support it hail satan prosecutor said lopez should have called 911 or found help for bollinger after he saw the ad uh bollinger and lopez texted each other dozens of times before he picked her up and then they drove around for an extended period before he uh killed her he didn't respond as a human being. That was according to Chief Deputy District Attorney Allie Baber, who also says he responded as a predator when it comes to the Craigslist ad. So I guess I believe so, because he clicked on it thinking about I'm going to say one look at this guy is that, to be completely frank, I think his first idea uh, is this girl's so sad, maybe she'll sleep with me. Right. I mean, like, there's like almost like a thing where it's like, I'll get her now while she real while she wants to die, I could get one in there, <laughs> real real quick. I mean, obviously she is debased. I feel like he that's what his maybe, thinking was. Maybe something was going wrong. Yeah, take a look at the take a look at the autopsy of this dude. I don't think he's going to do well in prison. He kind of looks like a Jack Black p- uh, character from uh, Nacho Libre. Uh, I think he's probably going to get pummeled on a regular basis in. Many different ways, which, of course, is never good. But um, yeah. Bollinger's family is extremely pissed off about the uh, about the plea deal. They say it's a spit in my family's face. That's according to Ted Bollinger. He says there's no justice in this. And he argued that the court didn't make his family aware of the pending plea deal as soon as it should have. So people aren't happy that he's going to be getting out within his lifetime because, again, he's only 23, serving a maximum of 48.
I know, but they fucking, I mean, it's it's all this horseshit. I mean, he's a waste of space. I don't think he's going to do well in jail, and I no. think when he gets out of it, I don't think it even matter. His life is over as it is. He said that she wanted to get over it as quick as possible, and she wouldn't accept being talked down about it. I would. That's what she said. Interesting. I would like to hear if they, if this did go to trial. I think he does have a defense, right? She, she, no. uh, you know, well, she solicited, obviously I disagree no. with it, but that would be the defense. And I think it would have been really interesting to hear uh, no. a, a lawyer go in there and talk about it. I can't. That would be me as a prosecutor going like, shut up, shut up. I feel that you are, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you have a lot of options here. Like, yeah. don't do it. No, like a big course. option is like, don't I'm do it. I'm just saying sometimes defense attorneys get it, get a, hit a, hit a lucky, uh, hit, hit a lucky streak. You know, and they're able to convince a jury that, well, this was nothing but more than a assisted suicide. And perhaps there's a juror who doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it would have been interesting to see the trial. That's all. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I've always liked the, the dirty details. That's why we do our fucking show. Oh, but yeah. a part of it is that when you see him do it, hmm. It's just that thing you look at. It, it's like you could just don't ask somebody to kill him. And if it's gonna, if you're going to ask somebody to kill you, I'd say, like, shoot for the top. Try to get it to be Keanu Reeves dresses John Wick. Oh, that would be awesome. That'd be pretty sweet. But you know how you actually just get him to kill you naturally is you just show up and you kill his dog. Oh, my God. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. I don't want to. I don't want it to be like this. All right. Well, let's move on. What story do you want to do next, Henry? There's a fun-ass story that I've been sell- I've been sent many, many times, but I like to go into it because it's kind of funny. Okay. Um, with the Menendez brothers appearing... Uh, in the background of former Knicks point guard Mark Jackson's hoops guard. Yes. Um, and if you see this picture, it is absolutely fantastic. And they did the act. They 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 are there. Um, it works for the timeline because right. Menendez the Menendez family murder happened on August twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. The brothers were apprehended in March of nineteen ninety. Right. So uh-huh. there was a, about there's a gap there, and it seems that the picture must have taken must have been taken at MSG in nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety. Uh, because it was supposed to come out for 1990 to 1991. Oh, my God. And it checks out because they spend a lot of their parents' money, and a part of what they spent it on was courtside seats for the Knicks. That is it's such a funny, first of all, great era for the Knicks. They were really coming I up know. here. I was really, really exciting good. for you to put your input in on this. <laughs> well, it's just it's so. I upset. know how happy you would be that the Knicks get a bump. The Menendez brothers, like, they got courtside seats. Really? They got courtside seats. You, you know how expensive for those are? It's, yeah, man. They inherited $14.5 million. They got $14.5 million for killing their parents through inheritance. Yes. So, yes. of course, the first thing you do, you don't do this anymore. No one rich is like, I'm going to sit uh, <laughs> courtside watching the Knicks because they'll probably just end up having to play in the game uh, to try to get a point scored for that damn team. They're so freaking bad. <laughs> don't even give yes. me. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm just a little bit heartbroken. You don't James sound Dolan. like a fan. James Dolan is the sound- worst. He's the worst owner in sports, and quite frankly, I I wish he his children were were like the. No, I'm what? not going to say it. You are no. calling for his death. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to say the it. The secret, the most brutal member of last podcast and the last wishing for the death of a basketball coach. Uh, I no, honestly, owner. I agree with you. Uh, but the Menendez brothers, if you take a look at the card, they don't even look interested. I wonder if they're thinking about the fact that they murdered both of their parents. Like how I mean, do you think they, they had that had to be there, right? At any time they had to like look at each other and be like, We killed our parents, be like, and Mark Jackson just had another great assist, huh? Like, <laughs> like how do oh, you woo, woo. 
No, I think that they uh, they might have thought about it. Yeah, sure. I feel like they are were pretty happy with the fact that they got courtside tickets. I guess they actually, for me, looking at it, is that it, they look like they're having a good time. I guess by Menendez like, brothers' standards, they don't seem to be smiling or anything. Well, yeah, I mean, they are. They got bad faces, but they seem to be kind of there. And then he's got his Knicks hat on. He's looking yeah. clueless. Um, they are. They seem to be enjoying it. I don't know. Uh, they uh, just wanted to be on the scene. They got those fancy new cars. You know what's the really silver yeah. lining of the story is that Mar- the Who's Mark Jackson card is. Uh, it's actually shifted from it used to be fifteen to twenty cents on eBay. Yeah. Now you can get, you can get it for up to fifteen dollars. Wow, fifteen! <laughs> I love everyone growing up. Do you remember the the trading yes. card um, phase or trend where everyone's like, "You never know, this is going to be worth thousands one day or even millions." Same thing with comic books, and they're just not. Didn't your dad buy like all the Superman versus he when bought Superman three of died? Them. <laughs> he bought three of them, and he's like, "This is so you can read one." One I got, so I make sure it's safe. And one you get, so you make sure it's safe, so nothing happens to it because it's going to pay for your college. And it was that, and it was the same thing. Yeah, I had so many baseball. I remember how happy I was with my Phil Sims rookie card that I had. Oh, sure. And I was just like, this is going to be fancy. <laughs> this is my ticket. I did that with Beanie Babies, by the way. You were so in the sad. Beanie. My mom yeah. did Beanie Babies. A, she had to by Mother Law. There's a storage unit in Kansas filled with Beanie Babies hey, that are worthless. The Beanie Babies? I'm not baby? sure that's the only one. It I'm might certain not that be there's worthless. several of them that are like, when the world finally makes its turn towards the age of Aquarius, Beanie <laughs> Babies will be the new money. It's possible. It's possible. Um, well, let's stick in the world of sports. Well, no, because that came up to, there, there were other stories, I looked it up, one link to it, it was that other stories of people with embarrassing uh, 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 sports cards, and the one that came up was a, the character, a man named Bill Ripken, uh-huh. who who was, uh, had a... a uh, photo taken for i forget what season this was i believe in january 1989 uh he where was this he had a great year that year i guess uh and they took a picture for his baseball card but they didn't realize that uh underneath the car that the very i guess it's the knob of the baseball bat (laughs) you call the bottom of it yeah the knob it says knob um he had written on it fuck face fuck face and it got published which is pretty great yep uh it's pretty good. They tried to, they, uh, what ensued was absolute chaos because they found out because the errors card price and ended up ri- rise, raising to nearly $500, um, which is pretty, pretty great. Uh, but for nearly 20 years, Bill Ripken hasn't told the whole story until finally he revealed with this, sto- with this story of uh, this bullshit, with the Menendez Brothers story, he actually revealed the true story of it. Um, where he said, I got a dozen bats in front of my locker during the 1988 season. I pulled the bats out, modeled R161, and noticed because of the grain patterns that they were too heavy. But I decided I'd use one of them at the very least for my batting practice bat. Now, I had to write something on the bat. At Memorial Stadium, the bat room was not too close to the clubhouse, so I wanted to write something that I could find immediately if I looked up and it was 444 and I had to get out there on the field a minute later and not be late. <laughs> there were five big grocery carts full of bats in there, and, I, and if I wrote my number three, it could be too confusing. So uh, I wrote fuckface on it. I love it. But the, <laughs> but the thing is, he lied about this for years, and he said it was a prank against him because he's kind of a jackass in the clubhouse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a guy. Oh, I right. love baseball players, man. I always remember how horrible Joba Chamberlain was when he used to go into 
quote unquote guest bartend at Eddie's bar <laughs> in the village, which is uh, he was never officially asked no. to bartend. No, but he definitely would go back there and definitely was a huge asshole. Well, Joba was not that bad. He was nice before he he always he didn't want people to think he was drinking. So all he did was get Long Island iced teas, which is more see, than it's not iced drink. tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because no one reek. believed it was iced tea. You reek of liquor. Yes. Um, and Eddie used to go and he would actually call – Joba used to call Eddie from um, – The clubhouse. The, the clubhouse in the pen before he would go on the field and be like, yo, have the sliders ready for me and make sure you got more tea. Like all this – And everybody be like, well, okay. Uh, he, all right. He, I know all for right, a fact Joba. I would party with him until like 4 o'clock in the morning and they would have like a noon game. He had to be hammered. Played, had he had to be hammered while pitching. Um, that's just what they. But that's how baseball players used to be all the time. Yeah, I mean, this was two thousand and what twelve. But <laughs> yes. you know, whatever. Yes. <laughs> He's keeping history alive. He's keeping the heart of the game alive. You remember that movie for the love of the game? Of course, of course. Um, all right. Well, let's go on. I ended up being in the middle of the. I mean, I feel like a lot of the country is. I didn't really, really realize how big the story was until I saw the episode of 2020 about Chris Watt and the murder of his family. And I'll tell you what, like, we won't cover it in depth because you should listen. You go watch it, ABC 2020. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yes. But a part it's of horrifying. it is just being like, man, it's scary the idea of just meeting somebody on Facebook because they, number one, Facebook is just a barren land now. I don't know what the fuck Facebook is now. God knows. But a part of it is. The uh, you, if you meet somebody on Facebook, you don't know who you're meeting. Even if you even marry them and have children with them, two years later, and they fucking wipe you out just because he starts having sex with his coworker. I don't. Uh, so bad. anyway, for those that maybe haven't heard about this story, this is national. This is one that Henry and I were talking before. We would have like our both of our mothers would have been glued to 2020 and Dateline and 60 Minutes. This is a this is a story that goes across the country. Chris Watts, he has been found guilty and he received a life sentence without the possibility of parole he killed his pregnant wife shannon both of his daughters bella and celeste and then they had an unborn son they were going to name uh nico no one really knows why the hell he did it according to shannon's parents he was like a chill dude and he said they said that he never like yelled or got upset nothing but nice he was freaked out about the new pregnant woman, and then he started hitting on a chick at work, and they started having a very intense love affair. My thing is I was trying to figure out how he murdered them, and I actually haven't seen that yet. How did... This is a fun Google search. How did Chris Watts murder his family? This is my whole life. This is, this is a little... If you want to just see what it's like to just be on last podcast and left, it's just this. You just say this. You just say, how, how did it happen? And then someone tells you horrible shit. Oh, he tried to blame it on the wife. He tried to say he killed the wife because she saw her strangling the kids. Well, he had a whole series of lies. And, of course, this dude, uh, after they were murdered, he texted with his girlfriend about their future. Uh, behind closed doors, the officers say he giggled when he told police he had nothing to do with their disappearance. He did that whole thing where he went in front of the cameras and he had the crocodile tears, like oh, in Wayne's dang. World, where he's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And then it's like the Oscar uh, speech that he gives as he splashes water onto his face. I'm just going to tell you this, too. This is for all you people out there. When you're talking to a guy alone at a bar and he drops the line when he says, because that's how he met the, this woman, right? That he said him and his wife are currently separated uh -huh. and they're, they're on their way to getting divorced. And this is how you can tell if this is not true. Look at the ring finger. If the dent is still there, 
right? Because now I'm starting to get the dad dent. I'm starting to get the married man dent, and sure. it stays, right? So if you still see the dent, that ring has come off within hours or even days, all right? It is fake. Look it- for the rut. Because that's how you know. (laughs) Look for the rut. Words of wisdom. The girlfriend's name is Nicole Kessinger. Now, she's a 30-year-old. She was a co-worker at Anadarko. She told the Denver Post uh, they had just met, and she says, I barely knew him. So this dude, this is classic with guys who are, like, in relationships for a long time. They just assume that, like, other women want to have sex with them. And then they're just like, it'll be just so easy, uh, just like this relationship. She's just going to love me, and we'll just be like right in, like it's a, like we're already in a three year relationship because they just want to replace their wife, and they don't even Which think about so, like, the it, other person being like, who are you? Like the movie yes, Overboard. Exactly. Because it's all about them, right? It's all about this guy living some fantasy life that he thinks that his marriage is like, he's sick of his marriage, even though he's fully in on it. He's fully on it. But his wife, Shanann Watts, was like a full-on Facebook, social media, 24-7. Their relationship was constantly on display. So a part of it was you can kind of see he thinks he's living this fake life with the woman who essentially is broadcasting every moment of their day. But she's wildly happy. She's just happy and just one of those people that does that. She be- she is a mid-30s person who got obsessed with Facebook yeah. and the potential to reach people. And then she became working for a PR company for that did these vitamin patches. So she also used it for work. And it was about her presenting herself in a certain way. And he obviously maybe even got disillusioned with it. And instead of like doing what a normal human does, which is speak to your partner right. or figure it out and do the work, you live this kind of sick, gross double life. Where well, you're supposed to be pretending, you're pretending to have some illicit affair with somebody else, uh, or, or or a genuine relationship, which is all predicated on a lie. Well, Shannon, and none of it's true. None of that passion is real. Shannon did uh, tell her friend that the relationship seemed to be a little bit um, slow going at the time. This was on August seventh. She texted a buddy, and she said he hasn't. He has changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week or kissed me. So she was feeling a lack of intimacy. But of course, that does not mean that you're going to kill your fucking family. uh, No, because you go through a week of of maybe lacking intimacy or something. So it's still this is this story is absolutely crazy. It's perfect fodder for sensational news uh, outlets. Brutal because she sent he sent this in this letter dated July third, which is a month before all of this shit went down to his mistress. He sent one of these dumbass cards that are very hallmarky, which says. Nikki, a year of stuff the lo- you love to do, a brand new dreams to make come true, one that brings you smiles and laughter and fills your heart with love, love at- long after. And he sends he this sent in, that in to his the message. mistress. But no, that was like in the card. But in his personal messages is the sun's up, you big things will happen this year, dreams will come true. That smile, that stare. That laugh, that giggle gets me every time. You are truly amazing, inspirational, and electric woman that takes my breath away every time I see you. You are wonderful. Don't ever stop being you. (laughs) Three exclamation points. Happy birthday! It says it in all caps. Laying it on a little bit thick. That is such a dad hit. Like that is such a dad hitting on someone for the first time in like five years. It's yeah, like, okay, bro, tap the brakes just a little bit here. Um, here's another letter. 
Wow, where do I even start? The first day I saw you, you took my breath away. Oh my the God. first day I had the guts to talk to you, oh. I got lost in those stunning green eyes. Oh. The first day we hung out in the park together, I knew I was addicted. The first time we kissed, I knew I had met the most amazing, unique, and electric woman ever. Oh my ever. God. We have a lot of firsts together, Nikki. And I'm going to keep having them with you all night till the sums come back. I want to love, want to love, oh. want to love you like that. Love <laughs> This guy is so corny. Um, wow, you keep my engine roaring when you when you're pushing the pedal. I can't resist the feel. I can't resist the feel. Oh my you god, put me dude. on another level. This oh, guy, man, lay, this laid really it romantic. on thick. I, is that every? I think many women would be like, we just went out for a lunch date. Like maybe I don't she would have just. I mean, honestly, you just shown these letters to your wife, and she would have just blown her brains out. Yeah, honestly, I, this is so. Fu- it's just that thing. I I feel I think, that it's it's really important because a part of it is that it's being honest while you're in a relationship, and this kind of this concept that you can go sneak around. There is nothing more pathetic than a married man trying to sneak around on the side. No, and it's, it's really honestly not that it's a bad thing, but with technology the way it is now, good luck. Good luck, yeah. my friend. Yeah. My goodness. So obviously, this guy had some um, grand, some grandiose ideas of the love that he was going to have in the future with this thirty-year-old coworker, Nikki. Um, no one is really happy, obviously, in Shannon's family. That's an understatement. But this is according to Shannon's brother, uh, Frankie. This is what he told Watts at sentencing. He says, "I pray that you never have a moment's peace or a good night's rest in the cage you'll spend every day for your life in." He went on to say, "And one other thing, Shannon says she is super excited for justice today, which I don't know if she actually did, but it's good for the family. It's good. For it the is family. very good, but it's very. I mean, it's a fucked up story. And we'll obviously we'll I'll I'll be following it too. It's just something I was looking into. It was just like absolutely absolutely fucking horrifying. All right, well, moving on a little bit here. Let's go to Amazon headquarters. Uh, of course." They treat their employees horrible. Jeff Bezos is really pushing to be supervillain of the year, which I think needs to be the new title. I don't want to know the person of the year, which is evidently the Golden State Warriors. Kind of aggravates me. That's 13 people, including the That's coach. That's 13 people. That's a lot of people for one person. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And I, I would also include the administration. I'd include the janitors at the station. Sure. At the, at the stadium. There's a lot of stuff going on there if you just name a basketball team. Absolutely. It's like me just saying, you know who's like my, my person of the year? Who? The Keebler Elves, <laughs> and it's just because the problem is that you don't know how really how many there are. No, there you are don't. Three representatives, right? There's three representatives. You got right. Stinky, you got Grabby, and you got Smiley, right? Is that their names? I don't think Stinky is one of the Keebler Elves. It, it could be, could be. <laughs> is sure. it Grabby? It's so Grabby and Smiley are are two of them. And the other ones, huh. I think it's his name is Richard. Could be, yeah. Gri- Grippy. Grimpy. It's grippy, grabby, and smiley. <laughs> Sounds problematic. But you, but, <laughs> yes, but all right. It is. <laughs> uh, being a chef is a very difficult job. It we is. We don't know how many employees they had. That's no, what I'm we saying. we don't. So anyway, well, speaking of uh, speaking of employees and employees in a high number, two dozen Amazon warehouse employees in New Jersey were hospitalized Wednesday when uh, one is in critical condition and might die because a stupid robot punctured a can of bear repellent. The news was soon picked up by the national outlets, and this, of course, this story spread across social media. In total, 54 workers at the Robbinsville, New Jersey facility were exposed to fumes. Bear repellent is made with a bunch of, like, chili pepper extract and a whole bunch of stuff that obviously is made to repel bears, uh, so you can imagine what it does to people. The workers experienced trouble breathing, 
uh, and they had sore throats, and their eyes burned. And evidently, this isn't even the first time a robot has attempted to kill all of the employees at an Amazon warehouse. This isn't the first bear repellent issue. What is going on? With the robot kill machines, we had the Uber driver, uh, we had the Uber car, that killed somebody. Um, There was another, there's a series of robot murders that are not being talked about nearly enough because the government wants to keep you quiet. In Germany in 2015, at a Volkswagen factory, someone was crushed to death by a stationary robot. These are not robot murders, okay? I'm going to say this honestly. They're robot murders. No, robot murders is if a robot shows up at your house and says, <laughs> I want your wife, and then fucking murders you. That's a robot murder. This These is how it starts. Factory mistake. This is how one. it starts. <laughs> this is it. Okay, also, what? let's not forget the Dallas Police Department. Remember that one dude? What was his name? Uh, I think Michael something. He went crazy. He started shooting all those cops over in Dallas. Absolutely horrible. They used a robot. They exploded the robot right in front. Like it was straight out of Call of Duty Black Ops. They exploded the ra- uh, the robot right in front of him, killing him. And then, of course, as I said, um, with the Uber, the automated Uber car. And also, one guy in 2016, an Ohio man, died when driving the self-driving Tesla. He crashed into a tra- tractor trailer while he watched Harry Potter. That's his fault. That's his fault. That's the he robot. He needs to be watching the road. He needs to be watching the road, too. We're learning with the robots. I obviously, I mean, Amazon has horrible, oh, they're uh, horrible. Way, ways of treating their employees, but I will say it's just like, man, I got a shower head, I got my gold bond powder, and I got all of my soundproofing equipment in a day. You know what uh, I mean? So I understand that, I mean, people are getting killed to bring me these things, but... Would I not ask soldiers to sacrifice Ugh. for the freedom of this country? I mean, honestly, would the soldiers do? Uh, and if we start treating them like soldiers or calling them soldiers at Amazon, then it's just bravery to work there. Okay. Well, honestly, if they got uh, good health insurance, which, you know, the soldiers probably need better health insurance. But yes, I think they if, they were, if they well, were they need treated mental better. health insurance, that's for depth. They need more yes. mental that kind of shit because technically at least they get all the robot shit they're starting to sell exoskeletons which is a newspaper I saw that yes and so the other incident happened in 2015 regarding bear repellents in an Amazon warehouse and that was the fire department responded to the accident at the Amazon facility in Haslett, Texas that that was caused by a robot running over a can of bear repellent purposely running over a can of bear repellent. They, I don't think they it was to purposefully running over the can of bear repellent. Robotic, I don't think it knows what it is. It's biological warfare, and the robots <laughs> know it. They can survive in a biological war. That's how they get us. We can shoot them, maybe explode them, but biological warfare, that's why they're going to be here forever. Oh, Honestly, I just, I'm just glad that we are hiring these robots because we have to. Because if not, we can't have them unemployed. Because can imagine how dangerous <laughs> robot school shooters would be. Well, that's Honestly, a good point. That, that would be dangerous. Um, we have. We want to do a little bit of a debunking. Obviously, well, one one quick thing I will say about the Amazon story as well is the it's it is a shame how they sort of. Uh, try to scrub these stories. It is, these stories got pushed down very, very, it is very so, quickly. It was so hard to find this story. I saw it one time, and then I Googled robot death, Amazon warehouse. Nothing came up. 
Yep. It is like crazy how good they are at hiding this stuff. And they're about to be your neighbors. I know. Over in Long Island City, going to put a lot of people out of business. And, and just just uh, like judging from the amount of like HGH and steroids that Jeff Bezos is on. Oh, yeah. I think he knows that his employees will eventually try to rise up and beat the shit out of him and eat him. And so yeah, what he knows is he has to be stronger than the robots as well. Because he's he clearly the size on, of Tom Cruise. He's clearly on steroids. He is I'm 4'10". I mean, he's living the dream. Well, he's apparently- living technically. That is sort of technical. That is the dream. The idea is that I could become a bigger person. I could start just injecting myself with HGH. Wait till if I become a millionaire, uh, I'm fucking cue ball bald. I'm gonna fucking just draw. I'm gonna fucking grow the beard out. I'm gonna get fucking jacked. I'm gonna look like a fucking cyber Viking. Uh, you've been fantasizing about this look for a while. <laughs> we'll it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of to go work. into it. That's yeah. the problem. All That's right. what's really <laughs> difficult. Um, I want to uh, quickly debunk a story yes. that came out. The story of a Texas man saying he kidnapped and sexually assaulted seventy-nine people while dressed as an alien is false. Yes. Um, it came out saying that he, he drugged people with a, uh, a mixture of LSD and PCP and he came out in an alien costume and stuck his fingers up their butt in order to say that you're probing. While it is a wonderful idea, I it's, guess. It's a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea. Yes. But it's in its horribleness that it is wonderful. Yes. But it is, seems to be, it was up originally broke by a uh, news report called World News Daily Report. Right. And it is a well-known producer of junk news whose website features the following disclaimer saying that it is satirical. The yes. identity of the elderly man shown in the mugshot was not immediately clear, but it did seem that the same mugshot appeared in a blog post, um, which was for Mugshot Monday, and it's just a sad... It's just a uh, a guy. It was an eighty year old man that was arrested for sexual battery, and it's just a website making fun of people's mugshots. Right, and of course, this is another situation. We got a lot of uh, emails and DMs about this story, so we hate to be the bearer of bad news. In this case, because good news, I am because I am not going to be probed. I'm not going to be fucking hoodwinked by a British boy band again. <laughs> All right? I am not dealing with it. I will not. I will not let it stand. I will not negotiate with fucking terrorists. Well, all right. I do want to say this is another case where you look at the mugshot, and I think they just come up with the story around the mugshot. And this guy does kind of look like a gray. Sort of it's does. A, yeah, it kind of looks like an alien, so. It's a great writing prompt. Yeah. He's a great, it's, his picture is great. And yeah. we, we want to do a little bit of a story from a fan. Actually, it doesn't really stay here. It doesn't say here if he wants his name said or not. Um, but in response to Kissel's revelation that he's been using Smooth Moves tea for some reason. I used it um, once. I was looking the, for a Smooth the, Move. Now, this comes from, the, I'm just going to say the initials EM, uh-huh. just in case he's trying to run for office or something. <laughs> um, and so this is what he said. He, he had a very foul experience with Smooth Moves Tea. Um, Senior year of high school, I was sick, and I found a bunch of herbal tea. I didn't read the label very carefully and shared some with my friend Judson, who was sleeping over. We both had four to five cups of the stuff. A mistake. Oh, Dude, yeah. Holy shit. Honestly, four to five cups of tea? What are you, the queen? I know what's going on, buddy. Cut to 4.30 a.m. I wake up, and I have to shit worse than I ever have in my life. I go to the bathroom, but the door is locked. Apparently, Judson literally woke up five minutes before me, also having to shit. I start pounding on the door, yelling at him to hurry up because I'm going to shit myself. He yells at me. 
We go yell back and forth. I freak out at this point, and I have to shit in the kitchen sink until he finishes up. Oh, my. Judson, you see, was on the track team. That morning, he had to run 10 miles on the Chicago lakefront. I was pulling out of my garage to take him to the train, but I had to stop, pull back in, and take another shit before I could drive him anywhere. Once I got back home, my sister came down the stairs and confronted me, saying, Hey, the fuck, drink all my laxative tea. We started cracking up, but in the same moment, we stopped, looked at each other in the eyes, and said, Judson, tea? We started, uh, said, Judson. Judson later told us what happened to him, and he got it way worse than me. There he was at the start of his 10-mile run and pretty much immediately had to run a mile in the opposite direction to go to a porta potty Uh-oh. And later on, he said he had to stop and shit in a bush that was super conspicuous. And he had so many issues that he couldn't finish the race, and he had to wait in the coach's car, <laughs> literally covered in shit. <laughs> So be careful with that shit. Oh, be yeah, honestly, careful. be careful with that shit. It's never good when you have to wait in the coach's car. That's it's never for a good reason. You're either because you know what it is. That- you had too much laxative tea. Because nothing would fucking make me more rage filled than being like, "All right, Judson, you can sit in my Audi, but under one fucking condition." You don't touch that interior. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put a fucking <laughs> towel down. I would never let a 15 or 16 year old sit in my new car. Covered in Duke. ever. Covered but you in- don't know he's covered in Duke. Well, because I you think don't know. there must have been some indications. I'm pretty. Just judging from my my laxative tea experience, it doesn't. It's not. Uh, you know, it's not a clean situation. I'm not going into detail here, but I'm sure that they knew what was what was going on. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for submitting that story. Uh, e M E M E M. Oh, I almost. All right. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can always DM me at Ben Kissel one on Instagram, and you can always email side stories, L-P-O-T-L, at gmail.com. We do read Dude. those, and thank you all so much for submitting your stories. I didn't get to the one I wanted to do today as well about the dart fart gate, uh, fart gate <laughs> in the uh, world of darts. It's a pretty funny story if you search that. Um, but all right. We'll cover it. We'll, we'll get, get to, it. to it. We'll get to it. If you ever have a story you want to tell us or a reaction to one of our podcasts, and if it's funny, we'll read it out loud. Please email it to sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. We love your submissions. We've been using them. It's it's great for us because we can find out what you guys want to hear about. And also, like again, it's a really good way for you to yell at us. Yeah. And because we're reading these things. Um, but, but be kind. Don't mention be the Jonas Brothers ever again. Ever or the again. band Bosom. I don't know. What was the name of the British band? I think it's Barakar. Barakark. Barakark. No, it's a Bur- Burston. Bur- Something they just look like busted. busted. They don't busted. look like a bunch of pedophiles. They oh, look like a bunch right. of adults that dress like children trying to hang out with children. Well, that makes um, sense. But maybe that's the the point of their name. Busted is an arrested for pedophilia. Oh, I thought busted also means when you come. I don't no, know. But please email us. Uh, we got our special coming out soon. Yes, uh, very excited to present to your loins. Cannot wait. Please, if you have $6.66, go out there, buy the special. It's the first time we're doing it. We're really excited about it. Um, So please get out there, and and, uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, And hail Satan. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail me. And when you live, you got to love. Oh, girl, you got to live. And if if you ain't laughing like this, ha-ha. You ain't laughing because uh-huh. that's got to be the ha ha. 
Like, I like people who don't fully laugh when they do the th- ha-ha. Like, you're just super chill. You're too chill to well, put the full that, emotional commitment of laughing. It kind of switches the laughter into I'm not actually, I don't think that's funny. I'm actually just <laughs> sort of like, why are you talking to me? Ha-ha. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah. When you do the thing when you respond in a text where you go, ha-ha, and when I know you're not laughing, I know I you're laugh. just trying to cover up. You do good. You are, you're fine. I do. Uh, I I have laughed when I have said the one ha-ha. I don't like is I don't like lull. I don't like raffle because you are not rolling on the floor. I know you're, you're not. not because it you're would take, it would be so remarkable. I would be ex- concerned for you if you were. You are having a seizure if yeah, you're rolling on the floor. Also, you know what I don't like? Just one ha. Yeah, it's demeaning. That is passive aggressive. It is. It is. Um, all right, everyone. We will talk to you soon. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites, and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash last pod. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.